The title of tonight's sermon is Practice the Word. Practice the Word, the Bible, the Word of God. Put that into practice. Off the bat, I want to start off by saying this. This year will be the best year of your life if this is the best year of your life spiritually. I believe that. This year can be the best year of your life as a young person if this is the best year of your life spiritually. God wants to connect with you. God wants to move with you. And to build up that passion and to put that practice into work into following God, you need to have a lifestyle of the word. You need to be a person that wakes up and yearns for the word of God, the Bible. Anybody have a Bible? Can you wave it in the air like you just don't care? If it glows, I love you. If you don't have a Bible, check it after, after service tonight on your way out. We got a table full of Bibles. We want you to grab one. And tonight, this is what I want you, I, this is my job. My job for tonight is to talk about the Bible. And I know that's not a real popping topic. I know that's not a real racy or trendy topic. I know I might lose your attention when I start talking about the severity of the Bible in your life. I want to let you know the Bible is the word of God. And when God speaks to you verbally, we go crazy. And some of you guys are waiting for God to speak to you again when he has his word right next to you. And he's saying, I've already spoken. My word lasts forever. You can't say God's not speaking to you if your Bible is closed. Understand tonight that the Bible is your first step into taking your passion and putting it into practice. Too many Christians are chasing after emotions and are running away from the Bible. Too many. Give me three verses you know by heart. Give me three Drake verses you know by heart. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? I'm not trying to get on you. I'm trying to let you know the issues you're going through and the problems you're experiencing is because you have all this emotion and passion with no practice. There's no foundation. You're building your house on sand and the devil's one wave away from wiping away your whole belief system. Where's your foundation? The word will sustain you. I want to read a verse real quick, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive. Somebody say alive. Everyone in this house, you better say alive, say active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Here's what it does. It penetrates even to dividing your soul and your spirit. I was at a conference earlier this week, and one of the worship pastors, this is what he said. He goes, listen, worship that makes you feel good, that's worship to the soul. Worship that changes your life, that's worship for the spirit. Worship for the soul will make you leaving the, the worship set saying, Lulu's awesome. Worship from the spirit will leave you saying, Lulu, but God used Lulu to speak to me. That's what the word does. The word is actually throwing you way left or way right. That's what it's doing. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to even dividing the soul and the spirit. Next verse, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. First point of the word tonight, it's sharp. The Bible is sharp. It's so, it's, it's like, think about the, the, the sharpest knife in your kitchen. Like one little dab on a tomato and it's split open. That is the word of God. It is sharp. And 
what's crazy is, is that society looks at the Bible. How many of you guys know a lot of people that come against God, they know the Bible. And they look for all the verses that are sharp. They say, man, but look at that part of the Bible. Man, that, that hurts. That God can't be good. Look what God did to that city. Look what God told his people. He said, go into a city and kill everybody. How can that be a loving God? How can that be a good God? Listen, the Bible is sharp, but when you look at the Bible without understanding who Jesus is, you're actually interpreting it wrong. How many of you guys ever watched Spy Kids before, the 3D one? I had it, and, and I lost the glasses. It's the, the scariest day of my life. We throw it on the screen, and you see everything in green and red. Y'all remember that? Some of y'all are way too young for that, but... They used to sell DVDs. What's a DVD? They used to sell DVDs with like green and, and red. Everything was green and red. But once you put the glasses on, it came to life. Listen, you're reading the Bible. It's sharp. It's cutting you. And you're saying, this is bad. Listen, put on the goggles of Jesus and it all makes sense. Put on the goggles of Jesus and it all makes sense. Listen, we had to go through all that turmoil because one day Jesus will come and he will redeem us. There has to be a law that shows you how bad you are. The law, the Ten Commandments, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. You're looking at that saying, man, that's sharp, that's hard to do. And then Jesus shows up, he said, listen, I'm the fulfillment of the law. I didn't come to demolish the law, I fulfill it. When you're reading the Bible, understand that it's sharp, but the goggles of Jesus, you understand where it's coming from. I see your dad beating you, I'm going to think it's child abuse. But when you understand his heart, that he's trying to make you better, that he's trying to show you that that's not the way, man, it changes everything. The Bible, it's sharp. It's sharp. You know what the Bible is? It, because it's sharp, you know what it does? It cuts. It cuts you. It, it's supposed to cut you. The Bible is it's supposed to hurt you. Your flesh. And I don't get no any, any amens for that because it's true. It's supposed to convict you. It's supposed to cut you up. It's supposed to cut away everything that is not of God in your life. So you have all these Christians that read the Bible, but once it starts cutting you, man, you put the Bible down. And we've got Christians that believe the Bible, but they don't believe the whole Bible. Listen, because it's sharp, it's going to cut you. What are you not allowing God to cut out of your life? That's a good question. I'm going to read all this except for that. I want to tell you tonight, let the Bible do what it got to do. Come on, throw it up. Let it do what it got to do. If cutting for me means it's, it's making me better, God cut me. If hurting my flesh means I'm going to be embarrassed, means that I'm going to be convicted, means that my sin is going to be exposed, God, if it's for my growth, bring it on. Bring it on. I came to tell somebody tonight, conviction is not your enemy. It's actually your best friend. Once you lose conviction, you're a wild dog in the street. You're a wild dog. Conviction, you know what conviction is? It's when you do something wrong and you feel like you did something wrong. It's the Holy Spirit saying, don't do this, don't do this. You did it. You feel, oh, you feel so bad. You do it and you feel bad. That's conviction. When you lose conviction, that's a scary place to be. Because nothing is wrong and nothing's right. Everything's just blah. Listen, let 
the Bible. Let it cut you up. Let it do what it got to do. Let it do what it got to do. Another thing, the Bible, guess what? It is alive. The Bible's alive. It's breathing. It's moving. It's not this book of good teachings. It, it's a book with power and good teachings. It's not just a book of good power. It's a book of good power and transformation. I want to encourage somebody tonight. I don't know how you feel. I don't know what's the worst thing you've ever felt in your life, but I promise you it's in the Bible. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Someone did that in the Bible. What's the, the craziest sin you could ever even think of? It's in the Bible. Nothing is new under the sun, y'all. Nothing is new. Nothing is new. The Bible is alive. The Bible is relevant. Let it come alive in your life. God's word, it cannot be shaken. Literally, God's word is actually God speaking to man and man penning his word. That's why it's in black and white. God didn't come down, theoretically, and, and, and write the Bible. He spoke to man. I'm still in awe why God still chooses people to reach people, but that's another sermon. He, he jumps into your heart, and he, he allowed people to write. That's why when you see names in the Bible, usually the name of that book is the person who wrote it. You see all the names in the Bible. Those are all the people that God used to write. Those are all the people that God chose to use. Listen, God wants to use you. And all these people weren't perfect. All these people weren't sinless. They were sinful. But because they accepted God and walked this thing day by day, he used them to speak life into this book. This book is alive. It is moving. And guess what? When you open your Bible, it can actually speak to you and change something in you. It's alive. It has a heartbeat. And I want to keep jumping on that. I want to let you know tonight, like, you might be reading the Bible sometimes. We've all been there. We read the Bible, and we say this. We go, yo, I read the Bible, and I feel like nothing is for me. I don't understand it. I read the Bible, and I don't get it. I read the Bible, and nothing happens. Like, when you read the Bible, I guess you, you, you get whatever. But when I read it, nothing happens. I want to encourage you on three things you need when you're reading the Bible, all right? Three things you need. And you know what's going to activate the word? The Bible. You know what's going to activate it? The first thing is this. Come on. Faith activates the word. Faith activates the word. I'm going to say it again. Faith. You know what faith is? It's putting your trust. It's putting your hope. It's believing. All those three together. It's what's going to bring the word to life. Faith activates the word. This is in Hebrew 4. Verse 2, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Two people read the Bible, one person gets filled, one person, nothing happens. It says it right here, because they did not share the faith of those who believed and those who obeyed. If we could read a verse right now, there would be two types of people in here. Those with faith in the word and those with no faith. Meaning that that word will come to life in somebody's life and it will be like useless words to someone else. You want the word to come alive in your life? Have some faith in what you're reading can actually be world changing in your life. Have some faith. Some faith. Listen, faith in the word 
that's a real good mix. Same thing, you, you know, pancake mix and water, come on, or milk. Who does pancake mix with water? I do it. Who does pancake mix with milk? Awesome. Okay, so we'll, we'll use that one. Some of us are too broke for milk, y'all. I'm sorry. Faith with the word is a great mix. You want the Bible to come alive? Have some faith that it can come alive. You want the words to stick out at you and be relevant. Listen, have the faith to believe that it will come out at you. And here's the thing. You know what to activate your faith? So check this out. So faith activates the word. Faith is going to bring the word to life. But you know how you get faith when you read the Bible? Listen, revelation activates your faith. Root word of revelation, reveal. Reveal. You cannot be revealed something if you're not looking for it. You can have faith in something you're not looking into. You need to have revelation to activate faith. And it's faith that activates the word. Do you see the chain, y'all? Do you follow me? You need a revelation of the word to then have faith in the word. When you have faith in the word, the word comes to life. But man, there's one more component that is just missing from all this. Because how you can't just wake up and be revealed something. You can't just wake up and the word just reveal itself to you. Yes, you can sometimes. But when you're reading the Bible, usually things don't just reveal itself to you. You know what you're missing? Meditation. Meditation activates your revelation. What is revealed to you? Revelation activates your faith. And your faith activates the word. John 3.16, meditate on it. Meditate on it. What does meditate mean? Marinate. Anybody love to eat steaks? I love steaks. I just take forever to eat it. I'm like a baby. That's what it means when it says meditate. Joshua 1, 7 through 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn it from it. That's pretty cool. To the right or to the left that you may be successful where you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's in it. Check this out. And then you will be prosperous and successful. When you take the word of God and you meditate on it day and night, then everything that's written in it will come to life. Listen, you know what your job is? When you have the Bible, you got to meditate on it. Same thing with me and steaks. You got to chew on it for a couple hours. You got to open up your heart and say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to keep reading it. And I'm going to keep looking at it. And I'm going to keep looking into it. So that in the middle of your meditation, John 3, and then in Revelation, God, you revealed to me your love. You revealed to me, God, exactly what this verse means. And you know what happens after that? That God revealed to you something? You have faith in what that means. God, I got faith in you. I got faith in your word. And then the Bible comes to life, but it starts with meditation. It starts with you marinating in your mouth and every day reading the Bible and saying, God, what do you want to say to me? What are you looking for? What are you trying to show me? 
You read the Bible, I don't get it. We close it. Meditate on it. Chew it up. Chew it up. Chew it up. Chew it up. So when you meditate, the word is then revealed to you. And your revelation will then activate your faith in God, which will bring the word to life. You guys follow me? Matthew 7, 24, the message translation says this. The words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeward improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Words to build a life on. If you work, somebody say work. Somebody say practice. Let's translate. If you practice these words into your life, you're like a smart carpenter building his house on the rock. Go back to the other verse though. Go back, go back, go back. Listen, if you work, if you practice these words, it can come to life. He begins to talk about after this. And when, when you put these words into practice, it's like building a house on, on solid rock. It's like building, it's like having a foundation. Listen, hear me big tonight. If you don't hear anything, listen, the Bible is the foundation of your life. The word of God has to be the foundation of your life. It has to be what you stand on. You have to stand on the word of God, y'all. You have to. The Bible is important. The Bible is essential. The Bible is cutting you. It's leading you. It's sharp. It's alive. It's active. And it wants to reveal something to you. It wants to speak to you. Here's the first way. I love this. And I got two points left. Here's the first way. You ready for me? I know we got a lot of points. This is it. Here's the first way to make the Bible the foundation of your life. Number one, I must accept its authority. You have to accept its authority. You must accept its authority. I don't know why I'm still digesting this. I don't understand this word. I'm in the meditation stage, and I'm just chewing it. I'm just chewing it. It's probably not good. Listen, accept the authority of God's word. Accept the authority of God's word. You know what that means? That means you got to submit to God's word, even if you don't understand what's happening. you got to submit yourself to it. you got to submit yourself to it. When there's a question mark over this part of the, of the word, you need to submit yourself to it. I don't know about you, but I would rather trust God than trust myself. I'd rather trust God than trust myself. Digest the word. It says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in who you believe. When you receive it and you let the authority of God and, and through his word come under you, you're actually receiving more than you ever could on your own. You must put the authority of God over the word. I know I'm talking about the Bible a lot, and some of y'all are like, what is going on? But hear me tonight, hear me tonight, hear me, hear me, hear me. Eyes up here, hear me. The word of God is going to change your life. And when you start to read it, and when you start to take it home, and take your passion and put it into practice, through meditation, God will reveal to you something. And through that revelation, your faith will begin to grow. And when your faith begins to grow, the word becomes the foundation of your life. The word becomes the foundation of your life. I want you to stand up all over this house. Here's, here's the verse I want to end on tonight. 
Here's the verse I want to end on tonight. I want you to read this verse, and I want you to let it cut you up. I want you to read this verse tonight, and I want you to let it chop you up. Come on, can you throw it up? The book of Psalms. Here's what it says. It's crazy. The psalmist, this is what he said. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I took your word and I meditated on it and I digested it and I was revealed to me what it actually was. Taking your word and digesting it is actually what revealed to me what was actually saying. And what does that do? That builds my faith. So God, now I have faith in you. What was once meditation, God, is now revelation. Now I have faith. And now that I have faith in your word, God, it's become the foundation of my life. And now that your word is hidden in my heart, I do not want to sin against you no more. That's what the verse says. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know what's going to help you not sin? Getting God's word and putting it in your heart. Everybody head by, everybody by your heads, close your eyes. Are you tired of stumbling? Open up God's word. Are you tired of being broken by the sin in your life? Put God's word into practice because it will forever change your life. Pick your eyes back up. Pick your eyes back up for just a moment. Listen, I don't know who reads the Bible in here and who doesn't. And my job isn't to point people out. That's not my job. My, my job is to be a messenger. I'm a messenger. And listen, today marks a new beginning in your life. Listen, the Bible isn't preached nowadays. No. People aren't telling you to, to read the Bible anymore. People, the, the, the Christian world isn't really promoting all of this stuff. So you got Christians that are literally struggling in sin and, and literally they don't have no idea what to do. You have Christians who believe God but don't believe the whole Bible. Come on, let's change culture, y'all. Let's change culture. The Word of God will be the foundation of your life. And here's the thing. In the middle of you reading, come on, all eyes up here. In the middle of you reading and not understanding, God's going to review to you what you need to fix in your life. And, and you know what? I, I wish we had a sign-up sheet in the front to who's really about this life. Because, look, Christians, this is what we do. People who believe in God, this is what we do. Can I get an amen in the house tonight? Coming every week, this is what we do. Giving to God finances because we believe that we're actually managers of what he's given to us. This is what we do. Reading the Bible, taking his word and putting it into practice. Tell your neighbor, this is what we do. Can you say it like you mean it? Say, this is what we do. Can you say it back to me? Come on, say, this is what we do. Say it again. This is what we do. Say it again. This is what we do. I'm going to keep saying it until we all say it. Come on. This is what we do reading the Bible. This is what we do. This is what we do. You signed up for this. You want more of God? You want God to speak to you? You want, you want this to be the best spiritual year of your life? Read his word. Open up the Bible. God is speaking to you. He wants you to grow, but you're still on baby food. 
He wants you to grow up. He wants to move on. God is like 10 steps away saying, you're still dealing with that sin? Man, let's keep moving. I got something to show you. I got places I want to take you. You're still dealing with shame? That's on the cross. My son took that. You're still dealing with that? Get up and move. Listen, the Christian life is all about movement. You're either comfortable or you're committed, but you can't be both. You're either comfortable and you're staying where you're at or you're committed to God and you want more from God. Every head bow, every eye closed. We're going to pray. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. Check this out. After this prayer, we're going to go straight into groups. We're going to go straight into groups and talk about what just happened. But listen, with every head bowed and every eye closed, on your way out tonight, we're going to have a table. Julie, Diana, can you help me out? Get a bunch of Bibles back there. On your way out, I want you to grab a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, a paper Bible, I want you to grab a Bible on your way out. And listen, let's start a new way of thinking and living. Also at the Connect table, you can find a life journal. And in the life journal, literally takes every single piece of the word and it becomes your day-to-day bread. I don't know about you, but I'm excited because we're going to enter a new year of God's word. Don't look at me. Don't look around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hear Hear my voice tonight. Hear my voice tonight. Listen, God speaks and he is speaking, but he's already spoken through his word. believe tonight's going to start up a revival of young people who are closing magazines and opening up their Bibles. I believe tonight's going to start a revival. I believe in the Holy Spirit of young people who are turning off the TVs and looking into the Bible for a little bit more revelation. I believe that. Let's do this together. Every, every head by eye closed. God, we love you so much. God, we're not here for church games, God. We're not here for all hype. We're not here to just be passionate. God, we're here to take this passion and put it into practice. We're here, God, to take our faith and put some deeds and attach that together, God. God, we believe in your word. God, motivate us, God. You have secrets in the Bible waiting for us. You have revelation waiting for us. Everybody says, come on and everybody says, amen.